I'm very outspoken. Outtakes. So, there was a conversation earlier that I was a part of, and and depending on what format you may or may not hear, this is just different conversations after the fact. And my company that I work with, I applaud them because they're doing whatever they can do to try to be sensitive to the situation. But unfortunately, there was a situation um, that happened where them and trying to do the best that they could do, they addressed the situation of celebrating a Juneteenth situation. Now, we all know that there's the push to have it as a federal holiday, national holiday, or whatever. But this particular company that I am um, affiliated with decided to say that we could have so much time off to go celebrate it. And for me being an African-American, black, uh, whatever we call this decade, which is a whole nother topic, they said, go enjoy that celebration and then come back and report to the people that you work with and let them know, know what you learned. I took offense to it because I'm black. Mm-hmm. I wake up black, I go to bed black. I've been black all my life. I have a choice in the color that I am, but I do have a choice in how I act and respond to people. And that offended me because it made it seem like go out here and celebrate something that you already know and then come back and give your take on it. And to me, honestly, it was a one-sided conversation. It was more or less like it was thought of from another race versus the people that actually are in that race. Right. I, I Wait a minute. Let me stop you right there. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying. You're talking about Juneteenth? Yes, Juneteenth. Oh, okay. I'm sitting up thinking like, go so, or whatever. Like, did you say that to somebody who celebrates the 4th of July? Exactly. Come no. Back? Okay. No. I just want to be clear. And that's why I had a problem with it because... Maybe I could see you saying that to someone that maybe is not a person of color. As mm-hmm. I learned, is another anonym that we use now, acronym, POC, person of color, which, again, just adds to this every decade we're being called something different. But I, I think that the author of that communication was thinking about it from a white perspective with white people going to celebrate interacting Juneteenth. Because if you was to say that to someone that is a person of color that knows about the emancipation of it and know that in one state it was two and a half years later before they actually were free, mm-hmm. that's a disrespect for me to tell you how it feels to be black. Right. I'm black all day, so you want me to tell you how it is to be black? Well, I can give you more than three hours. I can give you how old I am a lifetime of that. So it frustrated me to have them say it, but again, looking at the overall situation, I appreciate them trying to address it. They just didn't think it through. Just because they're so used to living in their privilege that they just really don't get it. Just like the guy that got on national TV in the city of Columbus, he he was on the news for saying that um, African Americans are more prone to COVID because maybe they're a social group that just doesn't wash their hands. In fact, he said... That, the colors. He, he referenced the colors and said the colors don't wash your hands. And so when you say things like that, that's not something that he planned. That was really his response. That's ingrained in him. So, so the we threat of racism is deep within people and they don't realize they're doing it. It's not a pass. 
but it's within them. That's why you can't create a freaking law, or you can't declare an epidemic or a pandemic or whatever, because laws are made to be broken. And to call racism an epidemic, a pandemic, or whatever, it's all about behavior. It starts at home. It's a learned perception, right? You know, in my household, because we're black, I teach my kids to go out and respect people who they are, Say not because of their skin color. <laughs> and unfortunately, being of the age that I am, I was around in 1965 when I first learned that I was black. Because in Cincinnati, Ohio, I had to walk on the other side of the street because the National Guard was going down the middle to separate us. And I had to drink from a certain water fountain. I couldn't just drink from any water fountain. And that's when I learned that I was different from the perspective of someone else's definition. But I always tell people, and this is a running joke, and as people know me, this would be something they'd be like, oh God, here he goes. I always ask my friends, especially if they're white and we're drinking, what button did you push going down that birth canal to become white? Because there is no button for me to push to be black. When I was born, I was born to my parents. And I was born to race, color, and who I am. But I did have a choice in how I treated people. I was not taught to hate white people, but I was taught to be careful around them because someone will be your friends and someone will backstab you. And if you get caught up in a situation, you're probably going to be blamed first. That's been my life. Right. Right. That's that's facts. I understand what you're saying. And there's some, some things that you said that I, I want to understand and make clear to people that are listening. Dwayne, the way people are thinking about racism, the way people are thinking about racism is that it's something that if we create enough laws, we'll satisfy the black people. If we if we pass this, we'll do. We can get them to the point where they're unangry. Well, the truth is, is that you can't legislate racism. That is something that comes from within. There is no law that you can pass that can change somebody's mindset. Somebody's going to treat you the way they feel, regardless. You can't legislate racism. And no matter what laws we pass, all you can do is just hide it and put it in a box. You can't. You know, if you know, if you're going to go to jail if you call somebody out of their name, call them uh, a Negro, a nigger, or something like that, then you know that you'll hide it. You won't do that. But if there's no laws for it, that's why that's why we're mad out here. And that's why African Americans, black people, are out here tearing stuff up right now in the streets. And the only reason that it's such a big deal now is because someone blatantly killed somebody with a, a knee on the neck for eight minutes with their hands in their pockets as if they were just chilling walking down the street. And looked people dead in the camera as if nothing's going to happen to them. That's an arrogance. That's a confidence of knowing that you're exercising your privilege and there's not going to be any consequences behind it. But when this went nationwide, and not only did it go nationwide, it went over 18 countries. This is the biggest movement in the history. I don't know if people want to say that. It is. It is a fact. It is, <laughs> it is well known that it's the biggest movement in history. Right now, we're living it. And so when you put those things out there... You expect somebody to change somebody's mind. That's not going to happen. And and they will never understand because, like you said, you've lived it. You've experienced it. My father's lived it and experienced it. I, I experienced it. Everybody does. Like, you, you'll never... Like, you could say the sky is blue, and I could say the sky is blue. But if somebody um, white comes and says the sky is blue, then it's like, it's such a beautiful blue, isn't it? You know? Yeah. That's just how it goes. And, and unfortunately... 
This is the world that we live in. You know, I've experienced situations where I've had to pull up my green money and say, my green money is just as good as that person of color that may be white. Because if you really want to be honest about it, black people, brown people, yellow people are not colored. We tend to stick to the same color. If you want to talk about somebody being colored, look at a person that's white who turns blue when it's cold, turns red when they get embarrassed, or whatever the case may be. We all change colors. Saying that someone a person of color is, is another one of those stupid ass things that people want to label somebody with. Right. And the strange thing for me is, is I almost feel guilty because I haven't experienced the blatant racism that a lot of people, like my dear husband and my dear friend, have experienced because they are darker skinned than I am. And it, it makes me sick to my soul that this, that this happened and that it's still going on in 2020. Who has the choice to be the color that they are? No one. Nobody. So you only have the choice of treating the people the way you want to be treated and hope to be treated. And the fact that certain races are treated because of the color of their skin is just sickening. And that's not what this country, at least when I was a young kid, was taught to me. But this is how we are. Well, what we were taught were lies because the our country was... Stolen from the indigenous peoples, the Indians, built on the black, the backs of black people, and we got credit for none of it. No, we got we got taught we got taught that we were lazy. Let me let me just make this statement right here. Let me. I, this is something that I want to say to all white people. I wish I could go on the TV and say it. You kidnap people, rip them from their families. Took them to a country where they didn't know the language, religion, culture, anything. You whip them for not being able to speak. You whip them if they learned how to speak. If they learned how to how to do things, if they learned how to read, they they were whipped. It was illegal to teach a black person how to read. You 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 turned around and then said, You can't go to school, you can't go to the grocery store, you I mean we still survived all that. So when you said we can't read, write, learn, and all that, or and vote. then you vote, then you get us in a situation, and then you want to say we're we're not as smart as white people. Well, why? I mean, you got a four hundred year head start on holding someone back. Imagine that. Just think about that. Let that sink in. You had a four hundred year on holding somebody back with their intelligence and ability to learn, and then you want to then try to make yourselves feel better. By then saying they can't read, they can't write, they can't do this. And you have systematically made it so they're the underdogs in all situations. you got to acknowledge that at some point. And you will not progress or, or move forward until you understand that you have done that. And it is real. And Say so, that. And when you talk about affirmative action, and that had to be set in place. Because you had laws that we couldn't learn, we couldn't get a job, we couldn't do anything. And so... Not only with the affirmative action, you then turned around and said, when you when you, you can't get a loan, you can't live in our neighborhood, you, we're not going to educate you, you can't live, we're going to put a group of uneducated people who we're going to deny jobs to and, and not let them learn, and we're going to stick them all in the same neighborhood. Then we're going to redline that neighborhood. We're not going to give them loans. We're going to do, what are you hoping to happen? You're going to get people that are trying to survive. You're not going to get somebody that wants to even be a functional part of society at this point. You're going to get somebody that wants to eat and feed their family. You're talking about basic human rights. 
You're not talking about something that I want to wake up and aspire to be an astronaut. You have sent black people back in, in those days to where you can't even have food. Like, you got to grow your garden. You can't come in our grocery store. Blacks aren't allowed. Can't drink from our fountain. So then you turn around and wonder why people are angry angry and born survivors and you've held people back and yes there are people that have survived that and we we here at girl what podcast try to keep our subject matter light but we also keep our subject matter relevant and this tonight is something that we hold very near and dear to our hearts it is relevant it was relevant 60 years ago or longer and it's relevant today I just want to know one thing. As a black man in this country, dealing with the, as my father used to tell me from a baseball analogy, you already got strike two. One strike more, that's three strikes you done. But I see people of other races get more and more opportunities. I see people with six DUIs that still have a license. Let that person be black. They would be banned for driving if not put in jail for life. When did it become innocent until proven guilty to the point where it's now guilty until proven innocent? And why do I have to worry about my baby going out at night in his car, best kid in the world, not to discount anybody else's child, but I'm just saying he's a good kid, he doesn't break the law, he's he's well-educated. What's to say... Where is, why do I have to worry every night when he goes out? Why do I have to, like, not sleep at night until I hear the garage go up and he's in the house safe? When does that end? Right. And let me just put it out there for y'all. There's bad people in every race. There's gay people in every race. There's heterosexuals in every race. Or whatever the legitimate terms that people want to use to label people. I hate that I have to be labeled. But I didn't learn this from my own culture. I learned this from another culture. Who had to label people and put them in a category. All I wanted to do is be treated fairly. If I have the same knowledge as the person that's standing next to me. Whether they black, yellow, green, purple, whatever. I want the best candidate pick. And I will be okay with that decision as long as I know I have a fair chance. I live in a world right now where not only do I have a fair, not have a fair chance, my kids don't. And it depends on the skill of your, kid, your, your skin what chances you have to succeed. And it's not anything about what you know anymore, it's who you know. Until we as a nation learn to treat people based on who they are and not the color of their skin or the religion or what so-called Republican or Democratic, you know, diversion that you may want to be a part of. Just treat people as people. We all are allowed to have opinions. No, just allow us to do that because we're not the same. There's women, there's men, there's gay, there's black, there's white, there's pink, there's green, there's whatever you want to be. We all have different ways. You know there's pink people. People go out there and make themselves up like Barbie dolls and now they're pink. They are. That's true. 
I'm just saying. Like a plastic surgery thing? Right. All that. <laughs> you watch Doctor Involved? Anyway. Because you're given a choice to be what you want. Right. And and let me let me just explain to you. But in case people don't get it, because I need to be clear. African Americans were denied their basic human rights. And human rights is the right to own your own things. It's very hard for us to own a house. Our our loans, we're redlines, right? We're denied for things like that. Which yep. which is not, you know, that denies you that. And we're denied uh, freedom of our expression. We're scared to say something or we'll be fired. Now let's even, talk about education. And even to this day, we're, we're afraid to say something because of our expression. Just think about that. Even right now, we're doing that. You know what I mean? We're doing it to this day. And so the right to assemble. When black people assemble, you got the, the, the what did Trump call out? He called out all these national They guards. start looting, we're going to start shooting. shooting. Yeah, he, he threatened our lives, basically. He's an idiot. But and then, and then you got the right to democracy. We got the right to vote now. Remember that we were denied the right to vote. And then we got like and women years later. Yeah, and workers right, and women and workers the ability to hold a freaking job so you can at least maintain some of those rights. People got to understand that if you're not saying that racism is systematic, you've lost your mind. And let's talk about education. Yeah. If you live on a different side of the line, you could be a neighborhood over. But you get the tax dollars, you get the teachers, you get the smaller classrooms, you get the advantage to learn versus the person on the other side of the tracks. iPads, laptops. Yeah, exactly. iPads, laptops versus somebody who lives two blocks over who doesn't get that same advantage because they're a considered black or minority neighborhood. Yeah. Where Where is the justice? That is so fact. So... I can't. I can't. Like, some things are just... Like, people think that black people automatically have these minority scholarships. I had someone tell me, you're a single black mom. There's tons of scholarships out there for you. And I'm asking you for help. You said this is what you do. You said you help people get scholarships. You helped the whole team. And, and, uh, and, and it, you know, that's what you told me. Let's but when it came down... Your daughter goes what, to an HBCU who doesn't get scholarships. Right. And then she goes to an HBCU. She don't get scholarships. So he has to be stupid smart. She has to be, like, next level... To get her stuff together so that she can. Twice as good as the next person Twice. just to be the average. And just FYI, they teach them that in school. Yes. They, they, they tell her that you know that you have to be twice as good. Not only are you black, you're a black woman. So you got to be twice as good. So we're not giving any slack. You will, you, you will earn this degree. So here are Period. some simple questions that I just want to ask. We live in the United States of America. Let's think about that. United. Who's okay? United? Exactly. That's what it says, but we're not united. Okay? I am a person of color, POC, which is yet another acronym that I don't like. I'm with you what because, you? and I'm not black either because the color black is darker than me. The color black is the combination of all colors, period. And people don't know that. And the color white is the absence of color, period. It's not a color. You can't, like, get white. So, you see what? you're you're putting me in a group. You're categorizing me, and I'm, I'm this, no matter what color I am. Right. So, I okay, whatever the case may be. But here's the thing. I pay taxes like you. I pay bills like you. But yet I'm not treated like you. 
It is ingrained in them. You never will. It is within the thread of the United States of America. I got one for you. WP. Who knows what that means? White people? White privilege. Oh. I saw that that shit on some news. And it says, do you think you gain things because you're white? And the person honestly said yes. And for him to be able to honestly sit there and say that, and and I applaud him for saying it. But that right there tells you... It's a privilege to be white and a detriment to be black. Yeah. Because we both won't succeed or, or reach the same levels of whatever that level may be. Right. And right. we still have people today that don't understand why black people are still fighting, protesting, you know, doing whatever. Now, I will go on record for saying this. I'm all for the protesting peacefully and speaking our mind and blocking streets and this and that. I'm not for looting. I'm not for tearing up anybody's property. And I'm not for defacing things. But I will say this. At what point, when you do the peaceful protesting and the talking, and still nothing is happening, what's the next recourse of action? Yeah. You don't have no choice. Your back is against the wall. You're killing people on live TV. If we don't stop this right here, it's going to be like a goddamn Wild Wild West movie. So you're going to have to do something. So so they tore shit up. That's that's the only way. If they had not tore shit up, we would not have this conversation. It would it would have been a peaceful protest. And they would have said, sorry, black people. And they'd pat us on the back. And it went away. And why is there a problem <laughs> with saying, let's have a conversation about police reform? Because they're the Klan. That's why 52 police officers quit. No one quits because... No one quits because... Um, because you, you're mad at them right now. Did you, see, did you see that in California? Yes. They quit. 52 people quit? I was like, that's because... Blue flu or whatever the case I said, be. I said, oh. they're going to go form another group. I this, said, they're basically saying, if I can't beat and kill black people, then I quit. This will definitely be a, another conversation for another day, but... We appreciate you listening to our outtakes because we have stuff to get off our chests. If you have any comments or questions, please hit us up on our social media platforms. Thank you and good evening.